Hello and thank you for joining us today at Distracted by Life. Our podcast is all about making change within yourself and your relationships. We share conversations, stories, and explore ideas coming from our lifelong journey of the high points and especially the low points where we learn to face our fears or cope with pain, loss, and failure. We do this in a discovery quest to establish patterns around our past and understanding whether we are tripping up from our past or being held hostage by it. We work on identifying ways to move forward, aligning our core values, and unlocking the keys to self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and letting go of what is not serving you positively in life. A better you is always there, ready to explore in a new world. So let's begin. Welcome to our series on radical self-care. You're listening to the first of five topics. This series is meant to help you to refocus on your own self-care at work. Today, we'll be talking about meeting survival. Joining us is Amal, who will help us explore each of the topics in this series. Hi, Amal, and welcome. Hi, Dan. Glad to be here. And I, I, I think this series is going to be really um, a good, um, a favorite one for, m- for myself specifically because um, I have lots to share on that topic in regard to practicing radical ser- self-care in the workplace. And I'm going to say in the past few years, uh, since the pandemic, the reality is this. People are no longer want to waste um, time in inefficiently and uh, unproductively, basically. If, if I can get time back in my day, everybody would love that. Like, you know, when I think about um, the executive I support and people I work with, everyone talks about productivity and everyone talks about efficiency and let's not waste so much time deep down, you know, getting into the weeds and so on and so forth. It's nice, right? You hear this conversation, people are saying it to each other, it comes up in meetings, they're telling each other, you know, how we should work in a in productive manner, how we conduct business, how we conduct the meetings, what we need and we don't need and, and oh, and they complain about so much emails and all that stuff. So in reality, there are so many ways and different strategies that you can use to see uh, from and to see which one that actually applies to the situation and which one that works for you and for your working style and how you uh, manage your day. From a, an executive uh, assistant perspective, been doing this for now over 10 years, having worked for so many different diverse um, leaders, plus with training as well and uh, in that area, I can safely say that there are uh, times where we spend a lot of our time or uh, the way we manage the day. We, I find people just spinning, just spinning, um, using their time not wisely, adding people to the mix or inviting people when they know they don't need to be there and necessary. So the series is going to cover a whole bunch of different uh, topics and categories. And I hope that... Um, you find it 
beneficial to you. So we're going to start with the question of how to stop sitting in meetings that zap your physical, emotional, and psychological well-being. There are a lot of articles, research, and blogs on the topic, on this question, um, that you will find out there. But we're going to start with, let's say, step one. You really got to ask yourself if the meeting needs to happen. Could it be an email? The important takeaway here is that it's not about just let's have a meeting, whether it's in person or virtually in itself, that, that causes the fatigue. But the frustration of not having our time truly valued and used effectively. And that's why you want to think when you, you when you are thinking about meetings, you really got to think about the fact that are you having a meeting because you want to be heard? You want to feel important? What are your reasons for the and intentions behind having the meetings? The other step is that make sure that the people you're inviting are all the people who need to be there. No more, no less. I have seen that in my case, I would send an invite. I only have specific people in the invite. And the next thing I know, it, the invite is being forwarded to everyone and their brother. So uh, it kind of feels like, what did I miss here? I thought this is supposed to be a very specific, smaller group of people. Now it's being expanded. You don't have the context. You don't. There is no agenda. So there, you don't understand why these people are being involved in the meeting. In, in an office setting, actually, there can be tendency to over-invite an, an entire department or leave someone out who needs to be there. Both end up wasting time. And I've seen that happens a lot. The other third step that I would say is that once a meeting is set, have a clear agenda. I know this is simple and everybody's supposed to know this, but it doesn't always happen. Have a clear agenda and stick to the timeline. Uh, for larger meetings, it can be good idea to appoint one person to lead the discussion and another to monitor it and move things along if they are actually stalling or getting sidetracked. Also, the, the, there are some s s tips that I'm about to share with you that I think would be um, around how to schedule a meeting with purpose. So here are some of the things that I know of that I, I could tell you that works really well. When you're having one-on-one -on -one meetings with your direct report, so let's say you're support, you know, this is from an, an executive assistant perspective who knows how to manage um, a calendar like a ninja and doesn't do anything without an intention and a purpose behind it. So when we look at a direct report, let's say you have seven, seven, six people direct under under that under you as your direct report. I think it's really good strategy to have all your one-on-ones on a Monday, um, if possible, to schedule them all on a Monday because that leaves you with the rest of the week to do other things, whether that um, attending conferences, speaking engagement, or being at another high-level, high-priority meetings. Also, for let's say you are you have a weekly leadership meetings. When you have a weekly leadership meetings, these meetings should be built based on you're looking to based on decision making that are required to be made collectively versus updates for each area. 
currently I see that where, uh, you know, some people are using the leadership weekly meeting to give updates in their department. And what, say you have IT, HR, finance, legal, marketing, uh, corporate development, and so on and so forth. So you have these people attending a weekly leadership meeting and each person is given their update in their perspective area. But I don't, I don't understand the, the purpose of that meeting that way because at the end of the day, they're giving each other update in their area, but there is no decision being made no minutes being taken, and there is no action item in the meeting. So technically speaking, when I think about an, an hour and a half meeting weekly for this, it's unnecessary because this looks like more of an update information of than it is decision making or critical thinking uh, on, on items. So a meeting like that can translate into um to get back an hour and a half into your meeting, to your week, you can actually have each collective area do an update via email and shared collectively with the people at that table. But not a meeting, but more of an email update from each area and everyone is copied on it versus wasting an hour and a half weekly on just giving update to each other. The other kind of tip that you could use in terms of company-wide communication and keeping pulse, those are your town halls. And, and the town halls are good to be um, conducted quarterly because you're bringing people together uh, company-wide and that's where you're sharing your um, business results, updates on projects, new things that are happening. Also, you can acknowledge some people at a broader perspective uh, in those meetings. Board and committee meetings make sense quarterly. I've seen people doing them on a monthly basis. They are a nightmare if you do this on a monthly basis. Board meetings and committee meetings don't make sense to meet on a monthly basis. It makes a lot of sense when you do them on quarterly. You can also utilize something as a company newsletter that can be used as a de departmental updates that you can send have let's say if you have a marketing and communication department can own that uh, compiling and the content enhancement and improvement and the sending that can be used as a transparent communication company-wide and they get to everyone get to read what's happening under each department also uh, you could use an internet an internal internet homepage where you can also utilize it as as such for updates. This will eliminate a lot of the confusion, a lot of the unnecessary meeting, and a lot of unnecessary emails back and forth if you utilize a company internet homepage internally to list a whole bunch of information, uh, forms, processes in place. So people are... this. The more you have a transparent and open communication of where people can find the information and and they can have that information at their fingertip, the less meetings and emails and back and forth will take place. You can also use, which is very important and not a lot of people use it, some do, some don't, is minutes and action item to hold people accountability, basically. 
you are, if you're attending meetings and you keep having these weekly meetings, but there is no agenda and there is no action items being um, uh, recorded and there is no follow-up, then yes, then you know what? That meeting is unnecessary. You don't need that 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 one meeting weekly. Because there is nothing comes out of it. If you're meeting based because you want to update each other, you can use email as update for that. Also, strategically, if you want to create, if you want to get together for strategic planning purposes for the year, for the quarter or for the next quarter or the next year or for budget planning, these are things that you can definitely book separately. So you would book specifically, let's say, a day or two-day strategic planning sessions. You bring in all your direct report and you, you have a proper agenda and you, you, you plan it very meticulously so there is an actual efficiency and productivity out of those meetings, especially if you're involving people that are coming from different locations to visit and, and bring them together in a meeting room. When we talk about Finance, obviously finance have their the budget meetings that they take place and, and, and need to happen. Budget review, budget planning, those are also critical. They can be done set in advance. They could be a lot of preparation goes into them. So they become more productive, smooth and efficient. We talk about odd, there is also an ad hoc meetings. Those are actually good for if you need a, you can treat them as you're, if you're looking for a quick turnaround for decision and pre- unexpected challenges kind of popped up and you're looking to solve some, uh, some of these challenge challenges or a special announcement that need to take place. So those are your ad hoc meetings and that ad hoc meetings and that's how they should be treated this is for now is what i have in terms of uh, strategy planning in in terms of you know strategically plan for meetings and i hope you found some of these ideas helpful there is always different ways of um, thinking about why you need the meeting who should be in the meeting? Should we have a actions item uh, follow up after the meeting and so on and so forth? So there are so many different type of meetings that can take place, but we you don't want to fill your full week with just meetings back to back, back to back. You want to become prioritize what really needs to happen and bring people into a room and, and have a conversation versus what you could do virtually or versus what you could do via email or utilizing other areas uh, for updates and informational. Thank you so much for joining me today in this topic about surviving meetings. Hopefully the next episode will be also uh, useful to you. Until then, stay tuned. I'll talk to you then. Thanks, Amal. And thank you all very much for joining us here at Distracted by Life. If you're interested to learn more, check out our other podcasts, of course. Or hop online to Amal's website at amalcandido.com, where she talks about her coaching world covering life, leadership, and mindfulness, including links to popular podcasts and to her books as well. And with that said, stay tuned for our next episode. And from Amal and myself, thanks again, and talk to you soon. Yeah.